Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Life by Design with Allison Little. Allison is a certified John Maxwell team keynote speaker, executive coach, and leadership trainer who is passionate about helping people thrive both personally and professionally. As an entrepreneur, she started her first business at age 23. She then went on to found a national award-winning financial planning firm that has been featured in Forbes and on CNBC. Allison is a lifelong Wisconsin resident, and she currently lives in central Wisconsin with her family. Life Under Construction is her first book. Welcome to the podcast, Allison. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's awesome to be here with you. Yes. I appreciate you doing this. Uh-huh. I can't wait to talk to your audience. I'm just so excited. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. And it was so fun to connect with you the first time we met via Zoom, actually. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. I just connected so, with you right away. I knew yeah. that we'd be working on other things together. So this yeah. is a great day. And I was talking to a friend of mine, Nancy Claremont Carr, who you know, mm-hmm. and letting her know that I was working, you know, she knew I was working on a book and um, kind of looking for people to connect with who had done it. And she mentioned you. And so we had a conversation and you were just so um, helpful and fun to talk to and kind of helped, you know, relieve the pressure that I was feeling around it. And so I just appreciated meeting you and now connecting with you here too. Oh, you are, you are welcome. You have so much going on and I know that your message is going to resonate with so many people. So I just can't wait to read your book and I'm so excited to um, just support you in, in this effort. So it's, it's, it's all good. Perfect. Aww, thanks, Allison. So tell us about your book. I know you just wrote a book and I would love for the listeners to hear a little bit about your story and what inspired your your new book. Perfect. Well, my my new book is called Life Under Construction, Designing a Life You Love. And I was really inspired to write this book at a time when I was so overwhelmed. I was in a bad place in my life. I I had just had a baby preterm. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had my own breast lump removed. I was just in in chaos. We we moved to a new city. We were building a house. We were, I was rebranding our business. I started another business. Mm. You know, just so much change came into my life. And during that time, I remember I was talking to one of my friends and I said, you know, I feel like my life is uh, literally and figuratively under construction. And I said, I think I need to write about it. I don't know why, but I just feel like this story could help somebody because I'm sure there's other people that are experiencing uh, changes in their life. Hopefully not all the changes I was going through, but just changes. And um, and thankfully I had uh, lessons coming to me in the form of people coming into my life through mentorship and through the research I was conducting. And so I found that writing about it and sharing my stories and sharing what I was learning to grow myself during this time when I felt so overwhelmed um, it really helped me and I really wanted to be more empowered in my life. So that's, that's why I wrote my book and that's what really inspired this, this whole, uh, book to come into fruition. And I remember even 
I had the whole book done and I, I didn't want to share it. I was feeling very insecure about sharing it. I'm like, who's going to read my book? How yeah. could this help anybody? Right. Yeah. I but know I was, that feeling a little right? bit. <laughs> uh, what do I possibly have to say? And I heard one of my book coaches told me, he said, you know, um, a lot of times what we think about is we go into our own heads and we think, you know, who could possibly want to hear from me? Like, I'm just me. Like, what, what do I have to share? And he said, you know, there is, there is somebody out there that needs to hear your message in your voice um, at this time. Mm-hmm. And who are we to, to know who that person is? We don't know. And I didn't believe him, right? I didn't, at, at the time I heard him say that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can say that because you've written many books and they've been very successful. But then I wrote my book and I published it, doing it afraid, right? I was, yeah. I was, I was scared and I was unsure of who it would help or how it would help. But just within the last, so it, it went, it, I did a global book launch on September 28th, 2017. Cause just to give you a f- time frame of how quickly this can happen. Mm-hmm. So it went, it went out to the world on that day. And now we're sitting in November and I, every single, almost every single day, I have a message or something coming to me from that book. Awesome. I know. And it, it could be somebody like a complete stranger reaching out to me and saying, Hey, from what you've said here, I am going to do that thing that I'm going to start my business. I'm going to work full time at it, or I'm going to take that leap and I'm going to quit this job that I hate. And I'm going to try something new because I know I deserve more. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same thing with anybody, any of these listeners, um, you know, whatever that is that you think you're, you're questioning whether or not you should do it, do it. It will help somebody. It absolutely will. I know it will. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about designing a life you love. I mean, what is that? What is a life you love? I see so many. I mean, I had my own story around that where I had everything I wanted, but why? And then I started saying, okay, but why now am I not waking up joyful? Why am I like just trying to get through the day? And um, so, you know, it helped with me finding my true passion and then creating a different vision for my life. And, but I see so many people who are just kind of in, you know, they're staying in jobs they don't like. They're, you know, letting their children overwhelm and frustrate them. They're just kind of running and stressed out and, and so, so busy. Um, so tell us about designing a life you love and then what, what's the cost if people are not creating a life they love. Right. And, and, you know, for the longest time I felt stuck in a life that I didn't choose. I felt, I felt exactly like all of those people that are feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling frustrated. They're feeling afraid of change. They're fear, they're feeling fearful of what it would be like. And I, I would think of, I, I would tell myself, what if everything goes wrong? What if mm-hmm. um, I quit this job and it's terrible? What if, you know, and then one day I had this like, this mind-blowing change, this aha moment. And it was, what if it's better than I could have imagined? What if yeah. <laughs> I, I can have, right? What if I could have this life that I love? What if I could help more people than I could have ever imagined? And I want to pinch myself because I'm so excited about what I'm doing. What mm-hmm. if I'm working on my passion and through my passion, I'm able to, to spread my voice and, and share my message in a way that 
that uplifts people? What if? What if that's the case? That what if that's my life? And so it was just really for me that mind shift, saying, you know, it, we get to we get to choose how we uh, we come into this world, right? We can choose to be, you know, kind of in that victim mentality that everything is happening happening to me, mm-hmm. or we can choose that other choice of, hey, you know, I'm empowered and I have the right to do, be, and have what I want in my life, and I can create whatever. I want. And mm-hmm. as I started to recognize that and really think into that question and how I could do that and what if it's better than I could have ever imagined, that's that's really what my book's about. It's like, what if you design this life that is just beyond your wildest expectations to the point where you are reaching goals far beyond anything that you could have ever imagined. You're doing things with people that you want to pinch yourself because you're like, oh my gosh, these people are fabulous. These are brilliant people. And you are having these experiences that just blow your mind. What if that was your life? And that's what I really want people to start creating for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like being able to wake up excited for the day. And I know that was a big shift for me. You know, my mornings always felt really heavy and like, oh, I have so much to do today. And then when I found like what I was really passionate about, like healing and, you know, going within, getting in touch with emotions in the mind, then I found my like real passion. And then I was like, you know, I love every day and I wish I had you know, I honor my need for sleep, but I, I wish I had like more hours in the day to do what I'm loving. Isn't that so true? That's exactly yeah. what happens. Once you start, you're in that, in that zone of your passion and you're working on something that you love. It doesn't even feel like work, does it, Rachel? No, like, no. It's just, just like, like fun and flow. And yes. <laughs> you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I get to do this. And that's yeah. exactly, I remember this past summer when I was working on my global book launch, I had my little sister, Annika, help me with that. And she's 13 years old. And We were sitting out on the deck one day and she looked at me and she said, sissy, I see so many adults that are just so unhappy in their lives and especially when they're doing their work. And I see you and you're so passionate about what you do. I want to be passionate about what I do when I, when I choose my job and what I, what I work at. And and that's what you want to demonstrate to people around you too. So I felt honored that she, she noticed that because I was that cool. But for the longest time, I wasn't, right? So that's not how I was for a very long time. For many years, I felt very stuck and frustrated. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of choosing what, what you want and, and where, you're, where you're operating in that purpose zone and having your passion. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And how beautiful to have that example that you can make that for another person and many more. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And then what about if people aren't designing the life they love, what's the cost? Well, you know, unfortunately, there are so many people. I I was reading one book and it says that 98% of people in this world don't have um, a definiteness of purpose. Mm -hmm. 98% of us don't have that, that purpose and they don't ever take the time to, to, to really work that because there's clues all around us. If we would stop and say, you know what, there are clues all around uh, around me for finding my purpose and to pursue my passion. Clues all around me. And that's what I right. needed to do. And as I did that, I would have like little clues coming to me like, okay, what excites me? What energizes me? What could I do all day long and completely lose like track of time? Those are mm-hmm. the things that are our passions. And a lot of times we don't take that time to, to really think into those questions. And that's where we are stuck in this life that we don't choose. And unfortunately, what comes from that is 
you end up in your middle ages and you're looking back at your life and you're saying, oh my gosh, look at all that time I wasted doing something I absolutely hated, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I was in a job, I was working and I was maybe, you know, you, you need to support a family, but really think about supporting a family or doing that stuff, but doing something that you're passionate about yeah. and what, what that life looks like because we spend so much time and energy every single day for our work. And to say, okay, I spent years and decades of my life wasting time in something I absolutely hate. That's that's a waste of a life. Yeah. And so I think that, and then in the Middle Ages, the people look back at their life and they say, you know, I need to do something differently. And either it's too late or they're, they're already stuck in that life so much that they are sick, right? They might have health issues because they've been so stressed out, so worried, so anxious because they kept putting themselves through this like torture, doing something that they didn't like, mm-hmm. or they stop and they say, you know what, I'm going to do what I like and I'm going to pursue my passion. And you see those people that are so happy and vibrant and excited about everything that they can do and who they can help. Yeah. And they start leading a life of significance rather than that life of success. And I think that that's really something that um, is important. Yeah. And I feel like we all have a purpose, you know, there's something mm-hmm. we're kind of destined to do and, and we can do that. And, um, if, and if we're not honoring that, then, you know, different problems or lessons and things start showing up for us. And, um, so yeah, I love what you're talking about. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I loved in your book was when you were talking about your laughing voice versus the negative voice. Can you speak and tell the listeners about that? Right. That's the topic of today. I'm not quite sure why, but for some reason I have had so many people asking me about the laughing voice versus the negative voice. And I think, I think, um, I don't know if, if you felt this as well, but in the beginning of this week, as the holidays have started to approach, um, there's this gloom and doom mindset that a lot of people have. They feel like stressed out and they feel overwhelmed by everything that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And And I can understand where, okay, you know, you're trying to stay in a positive mindset and you still have all of this stuff to do and life comes up and you're going, oh my gosh, how am I going to get it all done? So I'm going to kind of explain what the laughing voice is and the negative voice and kind of how you can harness your laughing voice and what that means in your life, especially around the holidays and around stressful situations. Yeah. In my book, I describe the laughing voice. Um, We all talk to ourselves in different voices. We have that um, internal chatter that's always with us. And I share a story about when I was in uh, college, I was a server at a high-end steak restaurant. And when I was there, I had this senior server that was teaching me and she was training me on how to serve tables. And she was the most positive, uplifting, friendly person that I have ever met in my life. She was just bubbly. And I I remember watching her and each time she waited on a table, she was smiling and she was laughing and, and everybody enjoyed being around her. And I served my first table and she emphasized everything I did right. And she minimized anything I did wrong. I call this your laughing voice. This is, this is this positive voice, voice that encourages you. And especially at times when we're going through changes or we're going through maybe stressful situations, I say that we need to harness this laughing voice within us. That voice that coaches you, it never criticizes you. It uplifts you. It says, yeah, you've got this. You can do this. Oh, you, you're going to do better than you could have imagined. Everything is going to work out exactly how you want to. All of those different things. And 
the one thing that I really like to do is um, I write down affirmations for myself. And at first, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that this was bogus, but then I started doing it. And Mm -hmm. the transformation within my self-talk changed so much. I was able to harness that laughing voice more often, especially at times when I recognized my negative voice kind of trying to sneak in. And the negative, yeah, the negative voice is this. So um, I have this friend and I don't know why I call him a friend in the book because it's not really a friend. It's not somebody I want to hang out with all the time, but I like to um, talk about it because this person oozes negativity. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. right. have you ever been around that person, Rachel? That oh, yes. <laughs> negativity. I know. Yeah, it's so and draining. It is draining and it's yeah. terrible. And they're, you know, they say they're very black and white. They're very analytical. They, you know, watch negative news all the time and, and fill you in on all of the terrible, horrible things that are happening in the world <laughs> and how it's all gloom and doom and nothing is going to go right. And you can't do anything and you're not enough and you don't deserve this. And just, I mean, it's exhausting being around these types of people. And I'm not going to lie to you for the longest time. I was, when I was in that kind of victim mentality, when I was stuck in a life I didn't choose, I kind of, I, I harnessed that negative voice and that was not fun. That wasn't fun for probably anybody that was around me, but, (laughs) but I recognize it now. And I recognize that we have the choice to choose which voice we use within our heads and how we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when my mom was going through her breast cancer treatments, I remember she was, she was the prime example of harnessing your laughing voice. I mean, she is a kindergarten teacher and she's a very positive person as it is, but even especially through that time when it was, I mean, it was scary and it was, it was a time when she was tested and she had obstacles to overcome and she was in pain, like serious pain. I remember just all of the things she was positive and she was enthusiastic and she had, um, she had even her phone set to a ringtone. That was a positive song that was like, you've got this or some like really encouraging song. And we would just, we would just surround her with positivity and, Oh my gosh. Like to the point where the doctors would ask her, what are you doing? Like she would go in seriously, (laughs) I'm not kidding you because it really, it really helped her. And then we even went on vacation and we did all these things to just kind of surround her in like love and support and positivity. And she had amazing doctors and I'm not saying don't get medical care, but, but I'm saying that that added so much to benefit her in her healing process. And she healed so much quicker than the typical person that maybe would go into their negative voice. And so I see this as such a powerful way that we can really transform our lives is to just harness our laughing voice, especially at times when we are feeling stress or we're feeling a lot happening in our lives, especially around the holidays. I mean, you know, we all feel that like pressure that we have to, you know, conform to doing all these things. And in actuality, it's, it's all made up. We don't have to, and we don't need to be stressed and we can, we can do it. It's fine. And when we have negative people around us, that's the other thing that I was asked just recently, actually today, is how do you harness your laughing voice when you have negative people around you? Number one, if you can, get away from the negative people. Like, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes we have to hang out with negative people. Maybe they're our family members and we have to go have dinner with them. Um, but for the most part, I would say try to avoid negative people as much as you can, especially when you're trying to harness your laughing voice, especially when you're practicing that, like when you're first starting off. Now I can be around negative people and I recognize that 
negative people and negative voices are actually just because that person is feeling really insecure about themselves and they're feeling really, really negative on the inside. Whatever you have within you comes out in the form of how you're communicating with people. So if you're really beating yourself up and you're really negative and you're, you know, sad and you're upset or you're stressed, guess what comes out? All of that. That's what comes up to the world. But if you're happy and you're filled with love and kindness and you are optimistic and all of those different things, that comes out as well. And so you need to really work from within. And I'm sure you know this, Rachel, but I want the listeners to understand that you you have to work inside it yourself in order to portray that person that you want to be. Oh, that is so true. And what a beautiful way to speak to that, Allison. I love that. One of the things I I talk about a lot is the power of the mind and what what we're thinking. And that's been so transformative to me when I notice myself, even just what I'm experiencing in the world. Let's say I'm um, experiencing not feeling supported Mm -hmm. uh, from friends and husband. Then I start telling myself a different story. I am supported by the people in my life. I feel support and love from the universe. And that's been very, very transformative. And so those affirmations, you know, the things that we're telling ourselves, it's so true that they have a lot of power. And the other thing I want to mention really quickly, Rachel, as you were saying that, um, and this was something that I just learned recently. uh, A lot of times we tell ourselves stories in our heads and guess what, guys? They're, they're lies. It's not even true. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, because our brain is always going, we don't know if it's true or not. So it's okay to tell ourselves exactly what we want and what our truth is and like where, where we see ourselves in this world. It's, it's, that's exactly what we need to do. We have to control our minds because um, otherwise it will control us. And that's what it's always trying to do. And, and also the other thing that I like to talk about is your comfort zone versus um, where the magic happens. So mm-hmm. when we are in our comfort zone. We are, um, we feel safe. We feel secure. Our brain, um, likes it because it knows that it's going to survive. But as soon as we step outside our comfort zone, that's when the fears and all of the self-doubt and self-sabotage, all that stuff comes in at that point because our brain does not know what's going on. And so as we step out into that, where the magic happens at the end of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. that's where all of that other stuff comes in. So it's important to recognize that and say, you know, nope, I'm fine. I'm going to survive. Everything is good. You know, and really, you know, getting out of our comfort zone, I've had this practice of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a perfect quote, Rachel. Yeah. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. So now we are going to take a moment for a commercial and we will have more with Allison Little when we return. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today I am speaking with Allison Little, the author of Life Under Construction. Hi, Allison. We're back. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay. okay. 
So I wanted you to talk more about in your book. So your book reveals practical tips when people are experiencing changes and going through, you know, life transformation. Can you talk about some tips that you have for people who might be experiencing this? Absolutely. So um, I, I already touched on harnessing your laughing voice, but I would say that that is a tip that you can definitely use, um, making sure that you're talking to yourself in the right way. The other way, the other tip I wanted to share is self-care. And so a lot of times, um, especially when we're going through a big, huge life change, um, for me, when I moved to a new city, I didn't know anybody at here. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I really need to be uh, cognizant of taking care of myself during this time of change, because that's the one thing that I can do and I can control. And so what I would do is I would schedule time each day to um, work out or to go to yoga class or meditate, whatever it might be, whatever I could fit in that day. Mm -hmm. And that really helps us because when our brain is trying to figure out like what our new normal is, there's some things that it can relate back to. So like if you are an avid runner, um, maybe, um, and you move to a new city and now you're running again, your brain's like, oh yeah, so I can still be me. And here I am in a different location, but I can still do all those things that make me happy. Or I really enjoy yoga. And that's something that just kind of calms my mind. And it makes me, uh, really, able to kind of shut off the chatter that's going on in my head because I do have a lot of energy and a lot of ideas and and that's great most of the time but it's you know by the end of the day I get exhausted and I'm like okay I need to just relax and I need to focus and I need to kind of let all of that energy go and so yoga has been something that's been really useful for me and really surrounding yourself with those brilliant people and I like the word brilliant because um, we are not surrounded by brilliant people all the time. I think of brilliant people like yourself, Rachel, you are a brilliant person because you are somebody that's out there intentionally doing things to lift people up. And you're trying to be the best version of you and you want to help people. And I think those brilliant types of people are hard to come by. But when you're able to surround yourself with brilliant people, you become brilliant yourself, right? Like you, you're already brilliant, but you recognize that. And mm-hmm. These people um, that you surround yourself with, they really help you believe in yourself before you you believe in yourself. And they want the most for you. And they can see um, how, how important you are and what you can bring to the world before you can even see that in yourself. And when I was going through all these life changes, I remember I had some not so brilliant people in my life. And these type of people, and, and this is when I had really, I had really low self-confidence. And I wasn't really, um, I didn't recognize all these things um, and how important they were. And I remember one quote unquote friend, I'm doing the air quotes right now, but you can't see them, but one quote unquote (laughs) friend I had. And um, one day I thought to myself, this doesn't really feel like a friendship. And so I started writing down all of the things, the actions, the behaviors, the things she was saying to me. And I filled up an entire piece of paper. Then Mm -hmm. I flipped over the uh, the piece of paper and I filled up the whole other side with all of these things that she had been doing to hurt my feelings, to make me feel like I was not enough, to make me feel like I didn't deserve what I wanted in my life. And I thought to myself, you know, I have this choice. Successful people have three choices. They, they start doing something, they keep doing something, and they stop doing something. And at that moment, I recognized that I needed to stop doing that relationship. And it wasn't you know, not that I was better than her. It was just that I was on this different path and I wanted to have an impact bigger than that. And in order to do that, 
I needed to have these, have brilliant people around me. And as I let that one relationship go, it really helped me move forward um, in a really positive way. Yeah. That is so true because I think when people hear self-care, they think, oh, I'm taking, you know, I'm exercising, I'm watching my diet and stuff, but there's so much more that goes into our self-care, like what we're doing with our mind. And like you were talking, you know, who are we hanging around with? Are they bringing, you know, we have to have boundaries and protect our energy. And I've, I've experienced that too, where, you know, spending time with people that are always having the same kinds of, um, drama or chaos and not that it's a lot but it's just you know kind of showing up with that negativity and it's hard to be around mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I have felt so much lighter when I'm not um, around that kind of um right that negative energy yeah absolutely and protecting yourself and understanding that you you're worth it and what I say in the book is I talk about how um, especially at the, these times when you're experiencing a whole bunch of change in your life, these are the times you really have to be cognizant of that n- negative energy coming into your life because that just a little bit of negative when you're not feeling you're trying something new or you're not feeling so confident in yourself can really take you off track and you'll quit. Yeah. And that's where I found myself. I had to be really cognizant of what I was allowing in my life and what I, I had to let go of at that time. And now that I'm, I'm kind of um, in a different place, I'm able to let some of that, those relationships back into my life, but they know that I'm a different person, right? Yeah. And so they treat me in a different way. And, um, and that's good because I, I want, I want to be a positive influence on them and I want to have them in my life. But I just knew that when I was in this life under construction project that I could not allow that to bring me down because I needed to, to go in a different direction and I needed to have the impact that I was having and work yeah. on, I need to work on. And so that's, I mean, all of us need to honor ourselves in that way and understand that it's really important Oh, that's so true. And I know, you know, myself, I've never been, you know, I've been an energy sucker too. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know. I remember when I was experiencing it from other people, I was like, hey, okay, so I know I've done this too. So one day I was talking to my mom and I'm like, you know what, mom, I'm, I'm sorry for the times when I've called you and just you know, dumped my stuff on you because I've, I'm now realizing that energetically, that's a lot to just spew on someone you know, and my mom never had any problem with me doing that, but I was, I just became aware of energetically what I might be, you know, putting on her. Right. And letting, you know, letting that weigh on her too. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry for that. And she was like, oh, I never perceived it that way. I'm like, that's okay. But I just want you to know that I'm going to try not to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And and reflecting in on what am I doing this in my life or what are the things that are causing me to be like that? Cause I think we all, we all, I'm not, yeah, we all have those times in lives where in our lives where it's difficult and it's hard and you're going, Oh my gosh, like, you know, and you just, right. Like, I mean, as, especially as a mom, like, you know, you, every day is a new adventure. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, and I, I've learned to laugh at a lot of the things that happen. And I just say, this is my life because I appreciate, I love my family and I love everything that goes on, but it is chaos and craziness. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, I just have to laugh at it because otherwise yeah. I want to cry. And it's, <laughs> you know? yeah, I remember a period when my, my younger son was spilling milk really often. I'm like, what on earth? Why does it spill milk? 
And then I realized, you know, the spilled milk, when it just, the cup just tips over and stays on the table, like that's wonderful. I like that kind of spilled milk, but you know, the spilled milk, when it drops, the cup drops on the floor and it sprays all over the cabinets and the wall and the table, (laughs) you know? So I learned to just like have appreciation when the spilled milk was just on the table and, right, you know, as I let go of, you know, that feeling frustrating, then, you know, the spilled milk, when it splatters all over became less, because it happened less often, became less of a, you know, a trigger and, now it's just like, oh, spill milk. But now they're older and that doesn't happen. So it's, you know, dinner time's pretty beautiful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember that too. Like, that's such a funny mom story. Like, I remember days where it was like, we spill every day. Every day we spill. And yeah. This is just the expectation. The days we don't spill, that that's really cool. But most days we spill, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mom stuff. Yes, absolutely. You have to throw mom stuff in there. Oh, yeah. So now tell us, you know, speak again to your book. What do you hope or how, what kind of transformation or what do you hope the readers uh, would gain from reading your book, Life Under Construction? Well, you know, I, I wrote this book to help one person. And I remember thinking, you know, I don't know who that person is going to be. And I thought, you know, what if it's my kids and what if it's my, my, I have a little brother and sister that are in their teens. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. And now as I've shared it with the world, I've been getting messages of people um, sending me just these awesome stories. And I don't feel like it's necessarily just me. I I think it's the message that I was able to share. Um, And I know that I feel I feel very blessed to be able to be the person that's sharing that message. And what I want to do more than anything is I want people to stop and reflect and say, okay, like, am I really living into my passion? Am I definite in my purpose? Am I doing what I want to do? Because I think we all have that choice. Today, we get to make that choice. And it's not a New Year's resolution. It's more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's designing this, this life that you wake up and you are joyful and you are excited and you want to, you want to share that with the world and you want to be that person that lifts other people up. And that's, that's really what my goal is, is to just start sharing that message of, you know, we can, we can do this and and you have the choice to make that life your own. And so um, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to be uh, facilitating a mastermind a deep dive into my mass, my life under construction book. But then also in January, I will be creating an online course. So those people that maybe um, are from all over the world, they can hop onto the online course and they can get that same type of coaching and facilitation that I would be doing um, if we were in person. And so I'm excited about what that will do and how that can help people. Oh, cool. And I think your course and your mastermind would be just amazing. I can tell by your energy and um, what I've read in your book. I know you have a lot to give and share and to support people. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate that. And if our listeners would like to connect with you and learn more, what is the best way for them to do that? Perfect. So my website is allisonlittle.com. So A-L-L-I-S-O-N-L-I-D-D-L-E.com. You can go on my website and you can sign up for my newsletter and you can also just reach out to me, um, find me on LinkedIn or Facebook and, and reach out to me that way. And my email is Allison at AllisonLittle.com. So if you're interested in having me come speak or train or coach, or you just want, you know, somebody to, 
talk with about, you know, what's going on and how you're, how you're moving forward in your life, feel free to reach out to me. I, I love to help people. And then what is the best way for them to get your book? Well, you can go on to amazon.com. It's called Life Under Construction, Designing a Life You Love. And again, my name is Allison Little. And you can go on to Barnes and Noble as well, um, that website. And I think it's on Books A Million too. I don't know. So, or um, Apple iBooks as well. So you can download it. Awesome. Yes. And is there anything, any last comments or something you would like to share with the listeners? Yes, I I have a quote that is really the premise of my book, but I think that it applies in all of our lives. So if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they may have planned for you? Not much, Jim Rohn. (laughs) Right? Yep. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And so I just leave you with that. Remember that you have this choice to create something that's better than you could have ever imagined. I love that. That's so true, Allison. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Have the best day. Thanks. Hey, listeners, I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It is free to download, and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your journey. For the links to download and subscribe, go to www.rachelapp.com. And if you'd like more information about my favorite tools for transformation and radiance, go to my website at www.drrachelw.com and enter your name and email address. I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.